Alistair, Jandar, and Tilly are searching for the truth. Pray they do not find it. Last time on Noobs and Dragons, the group continued exploring the Pain Chateau and have found that terrible, disturbing things have transpired here in the past. And welcome back to Noobs and Dragons. So you guys have just seen an image of Brutus Pain with madness in his eyes. Use a cleaver and just chop off Enya Everwinter's right hand as Ares Volta, this mysterious other person of their team, uh, has, you know, pulled back her bow and, like, you know, is demanding some some answers. The image vanishes, and you guys are left in this old, old kitchen. Just the three of you. Is Enya's hand there? Wow. No. Oh, darn. Doesn't seem to be. Just want to see if we can complete the collection for Tilly. Afraid not. <laughs> not today. Well, Investigate the kitchen. Sure. Go for it. Seventeen. With a seventeen, you look around, and uh, I mean the stuff is pretty old, but it's a fairly well-stocked kitchen. There's there's <coughs> excuse me, plenty of knives. Uh, there's you know, uh, like a uh, an old stove, uh, different you know pots and pans and stuff. Plenty of uh, kitchenware, but uh, I mean aside from that, you uh, the only other thing you spy is a blood stain on the ground where Enya's hand was chopped off. <coughs> this is gross. I think Brutus may have swallowed the shard of the Black Pyramid and gone crazy, or I don't know. Uh, make an <sighs> intelligence check. Anybody can make this. <coughs> Tilly, did you want to make an intelligence check? I got a nine. I got a three. Yikes. I got a 19. With a 19, you do remember seeing that uh, the uh, the woman who confronted Brutus Payne about the uh, a dead body of Ares Volta, this redheaded archer woman, uh, in the nursery, uh, like right in the bed where the child was laying, she was wearing a ring with a black crystal on it. So at that time, at presumably this time, Brutus wasn't insane because of a shard of the Black Pyramid. He's just insane because he's insane. Well, he is a tiefling. Um, do we know if he was like, uh, like anybody mentioned if like he had a pact with a devil or anything? Or like, I don't know. Like what did he do with in near the city? Was he... Uh, he, the Payne family, is a family of merchants. merchants uh, they're yeah. a pretty powerful family. Uh, uh, to the best of everyone's knowledge in the region, Brutus didn't seem like he was nuts or anything. He just abruptly went insane. Uh, and through these images you're seeing, it looks at the very least like Enya Everwinter, Davida, Don Birchman, and this Ares Volta 
seemed to have a professional relationship with the guy. He gave them work. They took jobs from him. I mean, he may have been insane. It's hard to say. You did see an image where uh, there was a, a, a familiar spectral voice demanding that he, you know, protect what lied beneath. Hmm, that's weird. Are there no other rooms off of this one? This is the kitchen, right? This is the kitchen. Uh, you do see that there is a like a a, a veranda on the back. You know, uh, it looks like it. Uh, you can see outside. The sun is set. I, uh, I, uh, the uh, uh, Alistair's lantern kind of bounces around in the kitchen as he investigates as well. I. Uh, Otherwise, it looks like it's a dark, uh, dark night. Uh, pretty clear skies. Uh, you see that the uh, 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 the stars are out. Uh, there's really not a lot of cloud cover. What would you like to do? I guess we've kind of looked everywhere around on this level, and we could go upstairs. Yeah. Is there anything else that or we have to see on level two? Is there any ways down more in this area? You no? haven't seen a, ba- a door to the basement. Okay. Jandar? Yeah, see, so we we go where we uh, head up to the second floor. Yeah, head up to the second sure. floor. Sure. If you guys would like to search the remaining part of sec- uh, uh, the second floor, you absolutely can. You can just make an investigation check. I'll tell you more. Yeah, that's fine with me, just real quick. Yep. Five. Ooh. 21. With a 21, you uh, uh, look around and Tilly, as uh, uh, as you're like looking through different rooms and like peeking around, uh, you do see uh, like as you open the door, it like some of the rooms, it almost looks like there's like a smattering of blood on the walls. And as you just sort of adjust your eyes and look into the room, it looks like it's gone. Hmm. I'll let these guys know that that's what I see. But I don't see anything else, so... Did you want to head to the third floor? Yeah. That's yep. all we have left. Yeah. Sure. Uh, so you guys head to... Uh, it looks like there are two staircases on either side of the wings that lead to the third floor. And as you guys uh, head up to the uh, you know, the, the final fl- uh, floor, presumably the final floor, uh, go ahead and uh, make me an investigation check as you look around. Fifteen. Eleven. Seven. With uh, a seven and an eleven, you guys look around and uh, you uh, uh, hear a voice coming from uh, what looks to be a a really like a larger bedroom that's off on its own and start heading that direction. Otherwise, uh, uh, Jander, you do see that there is a uh, what looks to be like a uh, almost like one of those drawstring uh, trap doors for like uh, looks like an attic to this place. Did you want to head with your friends for now though? Uh, well, I I want to tell my friends about the attic and then and go from there and go from there. Yeah. Sure. You guys now know that there's an attic and you hear a voice coming from down a hall and it looks to be a master bedroom. What do you want to check out first? Neither the voice. <laughs> yeah. So let's head to the bedroom still, yeah. As you start heading towards the uh, the bedroom, you uh, hear Brutus's voice, and he he sounds forlorn, and he's like, I can't believe she's dead. I can't believe she died. What am I going to do? How will I ever find happiness again? And you see, uh, as you like walk into the, the master bedroom, 
is Brutus. And he, it looks like there's like a, a, a pile of stuff like on the vanity uh, and uh, uh, like there's a, a mirror right in front of him. And you guys hear a familiar voice chime out and it says, wouldn't you say that this is your darkest hour? Swallow the ring, Brutus. Swallow it and you'll have happiness again. And Brutus sort of takes his hand and puts it on the vanity and you see a, sh- uh, a ring with a jagged black crystal on it. And he sort of raises it up and just drops it down his throat and you hear this like disgusting swallow sound and he kind of coughs a, a bit and then he looks and suddenly you guys see the image of the tiefling woman that you saw before when uh, from bef- uh, uh, when uh, Brutus painted like closed the door and he goes my love you've returned and he rushes up and grabs the woman and like sweeps her off her feet and spins her around and he looks happy and you guys see in the reflection of the mirror is it doesn't look like his wife the reflection in the mirror looks like the daughter that was in the bed with the dead body and suddenly the door to the master bedroom slams shut on you guys and everything's closed. Did you want to open it up again? No. Uh, yes. No. Let's open it up. I want to stand back a little bit. Jandar, you slowly open the door to the master bedroom, and it looks like the master bedroom is in shambles. The The bed with its canopy, the really ornate, fancy bed, is just, like, smashed to pieces. Uh, it looks like there's, like, blood smeared on the uh, the mirror that's long since been stained on it and the image of Brutus Payne and presumably his daughter and the illusion that he saw of his wife are long gone can uh, investigate the room further sure make an investigation check nine with an eye, you look around. Uh, it looks like the uh, uh, there's a little bit of jewelry on the vanity, but it doesn't look like it's of especially you know worthwhile. Doesn't look like it's necessarily worth a lot of money. Hmm. I don't see anything else in the room that of interest. Of no, no, no uh, other doorways in the room. No, it doesn't seem to be. It doesn't look like there's any other doors in this room or anything. It's a, a one large master bedroom. To the attic. Yeah, I guess we head to the attic. Sure. So you guys go around the corner and you find the drawstring in the, the third floor hall and you pull it. And sure enough, it uh, unlatches a, uh, a ladder that slides down. Up we go. As you head up the ladder, you so, like the smell of smoke sort of like fills your nostrils, and uh, you hear voices uh, that sound like they're screaming from outside the, the the mansion that are just sort of echoing, and they they keep calling out. They're like, "Brutus, come out, Brutus! You have to answer for your crimes. Come out now, or we're smoking you out of this building." 
you feel a little bit of heat as you like finally like arrive up the ladder and you see the image of Brutus Payne with just madness in his eyes and he's looking around and he's like honey come out we'll make sure to escape and he's just looking around the attic what would you guys like to do investigate the attic make a perception check Thirteen. With a thirteen, you don't. You look around, and whoever Brutus is looking for, you don't see. And the image of Brutus has not vanished. It's still skulking around and looking. And it like occasionally he smashes over a uh, like a like a, a chest or a crate that has some stuff that just smashes onto the floor. Alistair and Jandar, what are you doing? Tilly's uh, looking around the room as well, but she doesn't seem to be able to find anything. I want to yell to Brutus, who is he looking who's he looking for? The image of Brutus does not respond to you. It just keeps looking around. I guess I'll look around too. I don't know. It seems pretty apparent that he thinks at least he's looking for his wife. He's calling out for his love. Hmm. Um is there flames around, or is it just smoky and hot? It's smoky and hot. Perhaps the building is on fire. It's a little hard to tell from up in the attic, though. If I look down the attic's ladder, though, is it smoky and hot down there? You see a regular ladder down to the, the third floor door, or third floor. Um, I kind of want to walk up to him. Not, like, into him, but, like, You walk closer. up to Brutus and roll insight. Insight. So that would be a 24. His face seems to be a, a mixture of worry and fear, uh, maybe a little bit of hope even, but there's something about his eyes that just seem out of it and weird, and like you just get this horrible, horrible feeling. Like a, like if you've ever looked into the eyes of someone who ha- is unhinged or unstable, it's like even beyond that. Jandar, what are you doing? Um... So in the attic, it's hot, it's smoky. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brutus Payne seems to be looking around for somebody. Can I go put my try to put my hand on him? You your hand passes right through so Brutus. It's like a vision. Okay. Um. What if we? What if I call out? Like when he's looking for someone. What if I? What if I mimic it and call out to try to see if anybody else is. Anybody else is here? You call out and uh, nobody comes out or anything. Uh, Tilly, did you want to look again? Sure. Make a perception check, please. That's a natural one. First of the day? Yeah. Uh, You are looking around and you do not see uh, whoever it is that uh, 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 Brutus Payne seems to be looking for. I'll give it a shot, too. Sure. Moral perception. I can't keep it on the table. Uh, That would be an unnatural 20. Hiding in one of the corners is the the girl that you saw, the preteen girl that had erupted in flames before. And she's hi- like she's hiding, and she's just like trembling, and uh, it looks like she's just trying to like keep her distance from Brutus Payne. What's your name? And she looks up, and there's terror in her eyes, and then she vanishes, and you guys no longer see Brutus Payne anywhere in the attic. 
She seemed to be a preteen uh, girl. Looked similar to the one that you saw in the bed who uh, had been forced to like lay in bed with this dead corpse. Uh, only a little older. Uh, maybe in her like you know like just shy of her teen years. At this point now, as you're in the attic, you've seen an image of Brutus Payne looking around for the uh, an incredibly beautiful ring for his wife. Seemed amazingly happy. Uh, apparently, a non-rule sin himself provided a ring which had a shard of the Black Pyramid to uh, Brutus Payne and offered that he swallow it in his darkest hour. Uh, you've seen an image of the visiting band of heroes, uh, any Everwinner, only she had blonde hair in both her hands, Don Birchman, Gada Davida, only had brown hair, and a female human archer named Ares Volta. Supposedly, according to what you had heard, uh, from specifically what Don Birchman had mentioned, is there was another in their group, but he also mentioned Brutus Payne. I... Uh, Next, you saw the uh, group of heroes sitting around the table. Only now, Everwinter and Davida had snow-white hair and could only tremble, though Everwinter still had her right hand. Uh, Birchman and uh, Ares Volta uh, thought that they found something deep under the earth, and they were under the impression that Everwinter lashed out at whatever it was, and her hand was badly damaged. Next, you see Ares Volta catching Brutus Payne, cutting off uh, Everwinner's uh, right hand as she was passed out. Uh, next, uh, you know that uh, Brutus Payne was covered in blood, but his back was to the group. They thanked him for, for uh, getting them out of whatever place they were in, which didn't seem to be the case. Uh, and uh, uh, they thanked him for sealing up their memories. Uh, Brutus Payne mentioned that there was something deep under the earth that needed to gain power. It needed to be left alone. Uh, next you saw a, uh, uh, or the next sort of like image in the, the train here is a bandaged and bloody Brutus Payne, uh, walking into the nursery where his wife was just freaking out over the fact that there was a dead body, like, you know, hidden in his daughter's bed and he closed the door slowly. And that's the last you saw. Uh, next, you know that Brutus Payne was lamenting the demise of his wife. He wanted her back. He swallowed the shard of the Black Pyramid. He saw an image of his wife. In the reflection, you instead saw that he was interposing the image of his wife on his daughter. Uh, next, you know that uh, two maids were gossiping him, gossiping about how weird he was when he acted around his daughter, uh, and they were considering bringing in those adventurers again to see what they had to say on the matter. Brutus Payne heard a voice, the voice that has been following all of you around, and it demanded that he you know, protect what lied beneath, and he murdered those maids with his bare hands. Next, you know that uh, there is a sort of a trail of destruction throughout the house of people dying, and uh, you know that uh, uh, as the building was being set on fire and he was being forced to, like, you know... Uh, either you know surrender or die Brutus Payne was looking around for his wife it was actually his daughter in the attic and last you know the daughter burned to death this is fucked up it is indeed <clears throat> is there anywhere else that we're aware of that we haven't gone to in this house no you've gone to now about every uh, room in the, the house did you want to start heading downstairs yeah Sure. So you guys, you know, you've gathered up your stuff and you start walking down. And as you 
hit the second floor and go down the hall and get to the the grand foyer, you see Brutus Payne is standing in the middle of the 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 first floor, the grand foyer, and he just sort of looks up at the three of you. Hi, Brutus. Tell me, what do you think you see when you look up at the night sky? And you look out the window and you see a starry night. I see a comet. And he sort of smirks and he says, Ah, to most people they only look up and see tiny flames of light that illuminate lovers' trysts. But I'll tell you, that is not what is out there. What is out there? A billion eyes that are watching and waiting and hungry. One of them fell down on this very spot. What was it? He is known as Illinok, the teeth of gnashing desire. Perhaps the strongest of all the stars in the night sky. But he needed his time. He needed power. They had to be kept away. Is it under here? Is it under the city? And he holds out his right hand, and suddenly a cleaver, almost as if it like flung out from like underneath his arm, and he catches it, and it's this rusty, blood-stained cleaver. It almost looks like the size of like a short sword. It's huge. He says, Illinok must be protected. He still needs more time. We can protect him. Where is he? You lie! You lie with your filthy mortal tongues. You seek to seal it away, don't you? You're just like them. Just like her. And you, and out of his, uh, like, one of his, uh, like, his tunic, he pulls out the hand that's withered and, uh, like, m- like mummified. And you think it might be the, uh, the right hand of, uh, Enya Everwinter. He says, no. And he flings the arm to the, or the hand to the ground. He goes, no, you would have been like them. You would have wanted to investigate. We can trust you. We can keep guard. You will trust my cleaver in your neck as all the others fell before me. And he starts walking up the stairs. Who has the book right now? Uh, I don't know. Well, you guys are going to have to roll initiative because this is a little bit higher tense moment than uh, <laughs> you guys like pausing to look into the book. I was going to throw the book at him, but <laughs> roll an initiative. All right. Why do we need to no- roll initiative, Craig? Because he's rolling initiative to act on you. I mean, you don't have to. You can just take a one. No, I'm just saying if he's going to walk up the right staircase, I'll just walk down the left staircase. Well, you'll need the initiative to do that, though. Everything's acting now simultaneously, and it's everybody acting as quick as they can. So if you want to move another direction, I mean, you're going to have to roll initiative. Okay. 19. 10. 14. Jandar, you act first. Uh, Brutus Payne is, uh, and he, uh, as he's walking up the stairs, you see that his clothing is like blood-soaked. He has madness in his eyes, and he's uh, uh, walking up the, the right staircase to head up to where you guys are, which is sort of in the middle uh, uh, at the top of the stairs, between the both sides of the staircases. So he's walking up the left side, you said? Uh, the right side. The right side. I'm going to be walking down the left side. <laughs> Absolutely. And talking and saying to him, we're not here to take anything. 
we have this book full of the information that you are even saying right now, right this very second. And it was Everwinter's book. We're just trying to understand what we're, what's going on. We don't want to take anything from this place. We're just, we were supposed to deliver this book and now we can't. And we were told to come, come here for answers. As you head down the left side, Brutus ignores your words, and there's still madness in his eyes as he heads up the stairs. Uh, he gets to the top of the stairs where Tilly and Alistair are, and he goes to just, like, slam the cleaver into your uh, throat, uh, Alistair. I tried, guys. Sorry. <laughs> and he swipes at you three times. And he, with like with all the madness he has, he's having a hard time hitting you, and you just duck underneath his oh, wow. uh, swings. I, uh, yeah, that was his turn. Tilly, it's your turn. So he's within melee range of me right now. Uh, he's within melee range of Alistair, not necessarily you. Okay. Uh... What would you like to do? I'm going to walk 25 feet away down the left staircase sure. and then shoot a guiding bolt at him. Absolutely. Sixteen? Uh, Sixteen is a hit. Okay. Twenty-nine. Nice. Uh, you, uh, uh, as you dart down the other side of the staircase and launch a guiding bolt, it nails him. Uh, Alistair, it is your turn. He is right in front of you. Okay, and I get advantage on the first strike. Uh-huh. All right, I guess I'll take out my swords sure. and swing away. By all means. Uh... 28. I don't even think I need to. Well. Yeah, you hit. Yeah, okay. This, that was just the one with advantage. Um, let's go with natural 20 on the second hit. Certainly hit. And a 12 on the third hit. Third hit is a miss, but the uh, first hit, or the first hits, and the second is a crit. All right, so. So the first hit is six. Uh huh. So do I roll it twice, or do I just double it? Double the dice roll, yeah. So, uh, the uh, yeah, roll whatever your dice roll is, roll twice. Okay. Uh, second hit is a uh, 10. Okay. You uh, uh, slash at him a few times. Uh, and, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I can't move away without an opportunity of attack, right? Nope, unless you have some abilities otherwise. Not anything that's going to really help. Uh, I guess I could do a, a, a mobile flourish to push him away from me with one of those hits, couldn't I? I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty. Oh, yeah, I think I say it first. Yep. Jandar, yeah. your turn. Cool. Can Am I able to keep talking to him while I, and, and still have an attack? Sure. Okay. Um, so before I shoot my arrows, I want to... I'm basically going to say... A non-roll sin sent us to check on you and to check on the situation with the book. Like, we're not here to take anything. You can roll deception if you like. 
That would be a 17. With a 17, you uh, uh, you shout out, and it just he just ignores it. It falls on deaf ears. He's just so fixated on murdering you guys. Uh, otherwise, uh, uh, Jander, you do notice that uh, as uh, as he like turn like sort of like swinging and turning his head, his uh, uh, his horns that are uh, uh, are now like a really shiny black. And you think that maybe his horns have become shards of the Black Pyramid? Oh God! All right. Well then, uh, can I? I'll shoot my two arrows then. Sure. Uh, I'll put Hunter's Mark on him. Absolutely. First one is a 27. That's a hit. And the second one is a 17. Absolutely. Both hit. Both hit. Lovely. Uh, yes. 2022 28 Nice. You launch a couple of arrows into him and I uh, I uh, I mean it seems like they sink in, but he uh he's just so fixated on like harming you guys that he's just still stuck where he is swinging around. Uh, and then I'll uh I'm still on the stairway or am I on the first floor now? I uh, you'd still be on the stairway. Did you want to get down to the bottom uh If floor? I get down to the bottom floor, do I still have line of sight? Mm-hmm. Cuz he's like on a balcony. Yeah. Yeah, I'll move down to the floor. Absolutely. You're now on the first floor. Uh he goes to swing at you a bunch. Uh Alistair. Uh and what's your AC? 16. Hit, hit, miss. Second was a crit. I oh goody. <laughs> uh you take twenty two damage as uh he cleaves into like your arm and then swings again and it nails you in the shoulder and blood starts spurting out. I uh, otherwise uh that is his turn. Tilly, it's your turn. I'm gonna cast another guiding bolt at him. Absolutely. Unnatural twenty. You hit. Twenty-seven. Radiant energy slams into him. Did you want to move all the way down the stairs now? Yep. Absolutely. Alistair, you're now alone on the second floor with uh, uh, Brutus Payne. Keep him up there, buddy. Yep. I'm going to cast Polymorph and turn into a giant ape. You turn into a giant ape? <laughs> Jindar, it is your turn. Um, okay, I am going to... Shoot two more arrows. By all means. Natural 20. That's certainly a hit. And a 16. Uh, Both hit. Okay. And the first is double damage dice. Double damage. And go ahead and add it on up and let me know what you get. Man, 26. Not great. Oh, for a crit in there. Yeah. You launch a couple of arrows at uh, uh, Brutus. 
Uh, his turn. Uh, Alistair, go ahead and make me an attack of uh, opportunity. What'd you get? I guess an eight. You miss. He jumps onto the the railing and then just like with just a, a scream goes and dives down at uh, Alistair or uh, at uh, Jandar and Tilly who are on the first floor and just like goes to just like make a flying crazy chop with this hatchet. Uh, both of you roll a d20 to see who he goes after. Twelve. <laughs> Two. Ooh, he's going after Jandar. Uh, and he, uh, uh, oh no, he would, uh, miss with a 13, wouldn't he? Oh yeah, big time. Yeah, he slams into the ground. He takes some fall damage. And, uh, and he's now, uh, right in front of you, uh, uh, Jandar. Tilly, it's your turn. So is he within melee to me now? Uh... No, because you don't have as uh, much speed as Jandar does, so you're about probably 10 feet away. And what would you like to do? I'm going to cast another Guiding Bolt. Absolutely. You running low on those Guiding Bolts? Nah, I got them at multiple levels, man. Ah, of course. Uh, That would be a 17. Uh, 17's a hit. And what'd you get? 23. Alistair, it's your turn. So could I, like, uh, if I jumped off the railing or whatever, jumped off the level to go down to where he was, would I take fall damage? You sure would. So, like, I have climbing speed. Could I, like, just gently hang off the edge and drop myself down? How tall, how high is it up? I mean, it's the the second floor of a pretty big building. Like, I mean, you, you could make a athletics check and climb down. Uh, that would be, like, you know, a good chunk of your uh, a- your action, though. That would be my action? Pretty or? much, yeah. Cause just because you're, it's not like you're, uh, well, you have a climb speed. I have my own climb speed. It's 40 I, feet of, of movement and 40 feet of climb. Then I would say just make a uh, acrobatics check, not to, to slip, and you can just use your movement and get down to where he is. Okay. So that's dexterity. Mm-hmm. Natural 20. You land <laughs> softly to the ground, and you're totally fine after you sort of hang off the, uh, the, the railing. All right, I'm just going to take make two fist attacks at him. Absolutely. That would be mm-hmm. uh, a 19. You hit. And a 24. Uh, it's also a hit. All right. So, holy cow. Uh, 3d10s. That's these ones. Huh. <laughs> well, that first. Uh-huh. Uh huh. <laughs> that first attack is a is a is a nine. I rolled two ones and a two. Oh, <laughs> oh. And then the next one, there we go. That's a lot better. Uh, it's ten, fifteen. Um, so that's twenty-one. 
Uh, so twenty one and, uh, uh, and six. And six. And six or nine. Sorry, nine. No, so thirty fine. total. That's the worst ten rolls I've ever seen. That was pretty bad. Jandar, <laughs> it is uh, your turn. You're in melee range of uh, Brutus Payne. Uh, he's swinging around this uh, hatchet. Uh, his hatchet now at this point is like kind of glowing like an eerie red color. Hmm. I'm going to put down... Uh, put down... Oh, crap, you guys are there now too. Well, Tilly's not, but you're right there. I mean, Tilly's 10 feet behind you. I'm going to put down Spike Growth right on... Um, wow, uh, I forgot his name now. Brutus. Brutus, thank you. And then... Now, Brutus, or, uh, it, using Spike Growth is a concentration spell, so it'll get rid of your Hunter's Mark. Is that okay? Yeah, because I'm going to get the hell away from him. Fair enough. So I'm going to use spike growth, put it down, and then I'm going to move. Um, Did you want to use a disengage action and then uh, be able to move away without him getting an attack of opportunity? Yes, but how does that affect my movement speed? It Your movement speed would still be the same. It's just you wouldn't get a uh, – because uh, the spike growth, of the, uh, growth is a bonus action, right? Correct. Yeah, so it would be bonus action, spike growth, uh, standard action, disengage, and then your move action. And he doesn't get a chance for... Okay. He wouldn't. Yeah, that's exactly what I want to do, and then that way hopefully slow him down. So um, I'll do that, and I'll move myself back back into the middle of the stairway. Sure uh, thing. The right side. Absolutely. Uh, so, Jandar, you lay down the spike growth and dart aside. I. Uh, how much damage does he take for walking over your spike growth? Can you give me a hot second and I'll tell you? Because I've never used spike growth, even oh, though I've had it. That's right. We've so, never had an opportunity. So I've, Yeah, I've never felt the need to uh, run away like a security cat. So pull my spell book up right now. By all means. We technically did use it that one time. We were on a mammoth running away from... Uh, What's oh name, yeah, maybe me? I did. That's, maybe yeah, I, I think did. you did. He never took Man, damage. You say? <laughs> uh, let's see here. Do, do, do. It is. This area becomes difficult terrain for the duration. When a creature moves into or within the area, it takes two d four piercing damage for every five feet it travels. Uh, so go ahead and roll me four d four. That's ten. Uh, Tilly, the thing moves away or uh, moves away from the ape and goes to just r- bring down the hatchet on you. Uh, you can make an attack opportunity if you like uh, there, uh, ape. Yep. <laughs> ape. Ape. I mean, you're in the form of an ape right now. Um, 12. Uh, you miss. You go to swing and whiff. Uh, Brutus goes to uh, sw- uh, swipe at uh, uh, Tilly. Uh, Tilly, what's your AC? 17. Miss, miss, and a hit. One of them land. So he's still in the spike growth then, correct? Yep. Right. Uh, and you take uh, uh, 12 damage as, uh, oh, I'm sorry, no, 17 damage as uh, he hits you, and it almost feels like there's, like, blood splattering off it from, like, and hitting you, uh, and it just, like, you know, just causes this nasty wound on you. Tilly, it is your turn. Great. I'm going to use Cloak of Shadows. Uh-huh. And disengage. 
and move up the right side stairwell. <laughs> uh, Cloak of Shadows, is that a bonus action? Sure. <laughs> it is now, Craig. <laughs> is it a bonus action, Tilly? Uh, I don't know. I don't have it on here. We'll say it's just a normal action. That's Why fine. Not? So you turn invisible. You dart away. He attempts to swipe at you with disadvantage, and he misses. Yeah, he swings and misses. And you're running up the other uh, staircase? Yep. Absolutely. You're invisible and running up the staircase. Uh, Alistair. How, how far away is he now from me? Ten feet. Okay. I'll Does, uh, but uh, spike growth would uh, uh, affect you as well. If I move or at all? I mean, if, if you, you want to get up close to him and hit him. Well, my, my melee attack has a ten-foot reach. Uh, he moved. Uh, let's see. Where did he move? He moved I was ten, ten feet. feet. So, yeah, I, I would say that you, you can probably hit him where you're at. Cool. Let's try to wallop him from here. Sure. That would be a 15. Uh, is a miss. And a 16. A 16 is it. All right. Oh, boy. What'd you get? I got... Um, 30. <laughs> that nice. one hit. Nice. nice. Jindar, it's your turn. Um... Okay, I want to. So I have spike growth down, so I can't use flame arrows right now, correct? Because that would be the same thing as Hunter's Mark. Uh yeah. If it's a concentration spell, yeah. I mean, you could use your con- you could break. I mean, you could break it if you want. That's always an option. Yeah, but then that instantaneously growth that that growth disappears then, right? So yep. you have free movement the very next his mm-hmm. very next turn. Very true. Um. Spike growth doesn't s- slow him though; it doesn't hinder his movement. Technically, though. difficult terrain. Difficult it doubles terrain. the uh, the amount of because uh, uh, he has thirty feet of movement, but he only has fifteen feet going through difficult terrain. Gotcha. So yeah, he can't. All right, all right. I'm just gonna keep it down right now and shoot two arrows. Sure, by all means. First one is a twenty-four. That's Second a one is a twenty-six. Both in. We have. And then it's twenty nine. That worked out. <laughs> and uh, Jandar, he, uh, Brutus, pain with madness in his eyes, looks up and he gets nailed in the forehead with your final arrow, and his image just sort of vanishes, and his cleaver clatters to the ground. I don't like this. I don't like this. I don't like this. Okay. Um, is the cleaver still glowing? It gives off like a faint glow. And it looks like it's kind of fading. I want to go up and pick it up. Sure. You now have this uh, Brutus's cleaver. As a big monkey with a bloody cleaver. <laughs> yep. <laughs> nice swinging around. <laughs> It doesn't feel any different than any other cleaver. Okay. I mean, not a, 
you know, if it's a magical artifact, it's not like you just auto use it. You have to like spend time binding. No, it to I know, I know. Stuff, just, you know. Well, just a, mon- a monkey swinging it around. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. And then I hand it to Jandar. <laughs> I, I don't want it. <laughs> you keep it. Uh, well, I don't have any pockets right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I gotta drop my form first. You just hold on to it then. Do you want to drop your form? I don't know yet. I don't know what's gonna happen. Uh, can so can I like anything in the room? Investigate the room for any situ- weird situation. It looks like the pain chateau that you've been wandering around in this whole time. Let's um, let's use head. the cleaver to chop off the horns. Put them in the bag. He's holding gone. With the he's gone. He disappeared. Oh, he's he vanished. You're not sure where he is. Damn. You hear from the front door. And it looks like the maybe the wind blew open the front door, and it's just sort of like, you know, open wide. Do we want to leave? Yeah, let's get out of <laughs> here. Or do we want to, like, check the kitchen or something, or, like, the, the dining room? That, you the said there's something under... Oh, I'm a monkey. I got to drop my form then so I can talk to you guys. You want to drop your form? Yeah, I'll drop Are my... Are you sure? I'll drop my form. Yeah, I can't talk to him otherwise. That's true. So, so you drop your form? Yeah. Turn back to, to You're uh, Alistair. Alistair. <sighs> um, do we want to look for the El Elok? Is that what he said? Uh, Elik. Ilanok. Um, the teeth of gnashing desire. Um, I think I remember something uh, about your idol being uh, gnashing teeth. Mm-hmm. And I think we should probably find that thing. Is it here? I. <laughs> I don't know. You've now been in every room of the Pain Chateau. But he made it seem like it was here in the house, right? You're not sure. He, I mean, he we was also checked. insane. Roll insight. We also haven't oh. checked the property at all. He referenced, oh, yeah, it, around to, the property he referenced it to the stars in the sky. Yeah, it's a three or four total. You're not sure. I mean, uh, he, uh, Brutus Payne, uh, yeah, he uh, like Tilly was saying, he referenced the stars in the night sky, how one of those stars fell and it became Illinok, uh, or or was Illinok, the teeth of gnashing desire. It's some ancient alien being. And otherwise, he, he was under the impression that uh, you, you weren't necessarily pro-Illinok, so to speak, and he lashed out at you. Tilly, do you have the idol? I check my bag. Roll a d20. Five. That sure is in there. Is yep. It, is it doing anything weird? It's a wooden idol. It looks like a wooden idol. It doesn't. It doesn't move. It doesn't. It doesn't glow. It's not. You know, like pointing or anything. It's just the same as it's been. So if we think about it, right? He said that this Illinok was. A star that hit, that came down as some sort of like alien power, right? In that picture up in one of those rooms, there was a picture of a comet coming down that yeah. looked like it was going to hit Narquelian, right? Well, it was. It was. It looked like it was landing at the site where the Pain Chateau was built, but it was trajectory was like almost as if it was going to go under the Earth uh, and then in the direction of Narquelian. Right. Let's go look in the backyard and see if we can find a passage. I mean, we could do that. I'm thinking Illinok might be what's below yeah, Narquelian. Yeah, but the, he protected it. There might be something in his backyard and his own private, you know, yeah, Illinok why would, way. Why wouldn't he be protecting it over in Narquelian then? Here's the thing. I, that, that the uh, at least according to the art that you saw in the gallery, yeah. that comment isn't going to, like, just make a convenient 
little like you know tiny path in the basement it would have rocked, oh, no, you know, yeah, smashed yeah. into the area i mean there might be something in the backyard you haven't looked but i mean just go look in ca- just in case but didn't that comment hit a long time ago like before the paint chateau was there yeah i mean if if <laughs> if the comet hit and the paint chateau was there the paint chateau would not be there that's anymore I mean, so it yeah. would have been sometime in the past before yeah uh, so let's head out the front door and go around Go yeah, we can the, check the backyard the before we got here. Sure. Yeah. So did you scoop up the cleaver as well out of my yeah, curiosity? Yeah, I'll just, sure. I'll just take it so me. you take the cleaver and you walk out through the front door and I uh, and you guys as you walk through the front door and you stop and you look and there's no building. It's just burned down like ruins. And as you turn around and look and you peek back through the doorway, the paint chateau is there, and the door slowly closes, and then it falls over as if there is like nothing holding the door jam, and there's no paint chateau. It's just this empty lot of just like this burned down husk of a building. What the fuck is going on? Right. We were just I mean, in that house, all three stories. Mm-hmm. I hate this fucking place. This is you well, wanted to come here. Let's yeah. take a look at around the backyard the and around the premises, and then I would like to rest because yes. I, I feel like I'm literally on my last life. I feel uh, I mean, injured. <laughs> I am like three away from dying. <laughs> three knocks away from dying <laughs> on death's door. I'm just injured. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> all right, let's go look around the property. Make a investigation check. 19. 11. 21. With an 11, you see uh, it uh, It looks like there is a uh, uh, shed that was left out back. It doesn't look like it was touched by the fire. With a 19, you see I. Uh, uh, Jander, as you're like looking around and the you look into the the night sky, you just get this weird kind of creepy vibe as like the stars kind of twinkle, and something in the back of your memory sort of starts churning around. Tilly, uh, as you uh, are looking around, uh, you you start kind of like peeking around the the sort of outer tr- uh, rim of like this property, and the like the tree line kind of like you know appears, and I. Uh, you see what looks to be like a form in the darkness, kind of like almost like like look and see you and kind of like go and like whisper and then two forms sort of bound into the shadows. They looked large and hunched. I tell these guys like there's two form there's two forms out there. I could see them. Where? What direction? At the at the edge of the property line. You call out, and the the property is big, so they start running over. And uh, one of the forms sort of like, kind of like, is creeping out of the shadows, and it goes, You look like the master. Are you the master? I am the master. And like this, like long, like, uh, like, uh, multi-socketed limb. It almost looks like, uh, like whereas like a normal person has like an elbow at the joint and it goes up to the shoulder. It almost looks like there's maybe four or five joints. It's sort of like ratchet around as the hand kind of reaches out and it goes. You have pr- 
present for subject? Yes. <clears throat> and it holds out its hand as if it wants something. I take the teenage girl's arm and put it into its hand. You uh, make an arcana check. Oh, God. That's a natural one. Oh, Damn. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Second. Second. second I. He's dead. You hold out the, the, the arm, and it glows red hot. And the thing makes this like nasty hissing sound, and it just slashes out at you. Goes, you're not master, and slashes, and you take ten damage. Dead. Oh no, no. You guys see uh, Tilly with this like golden, like this arm that's a like, gold, like uh, in her, like that she's holding in her hand, glow red, and some claw out of the darkness slashes at her, and then you see a form bound into the darkness. And Tilly is bleeding out. Can we just leave Tilly? I'll go up and cast a <laughs> level one. Level one what? Level one death spell. A person. <laughs> s- s- I almost know. just don't want to heal Tilly, but a level one healing word. <laughs> we uh, want to heal Tilly. It. After that one, I don't want to heal Tilly. Tilly, you get uh, five health. And Tilly. you take only two of them. <laughs> <laughs> you are at five HP, Tilly. You open your eyes, and the the uh, the forms in the darkness are no longer there. Okay. Okay. What did the <laughs> fuck did just happen? Also, why is the hand glowing red? I don't know. Um. So, from what I can remember, guys, I saw these forms at the edge of the tree line, and they were like whispering at me. Okay. So I when I told you guys about them, one of them started. They like both started to come this way, so I like went to meet them, and it asked me if I was the master. So I was like, "Yeah, I'm the master." Why would you say that? Wait, weren't uh, we here for this part? Didn't we run to her? You were r- in the process of running because it like the property is so large oh, okay. that even at your like top speed, you guys took a, a few seconds to okay, get there. So we weren't there. No. Why did you say you were the master? I didn't know. I panicked, all right? No, so you figured, didn't. You just think you're so cool. You want to be everything. Yeah. I mean, I mean yeah. So then it asked <laughs> if I had a, a gift for it, and I was like, You were going to give it a dead arm? I d- yeah. But it glue red? It, I don't know. It just started glowing red, and like I dropped it, and then that thing was like, I'm not the master, and he just knocked me out, and that's all I remember. You're fucking stupid. <laughs> is the hand still here, and why is it, why is it, still, why is it glowing red? Everybody make a perception check. Twelve. Twenty-four. Twenty-two. With a twelve, you do see that the, the, the arm is glowing red, which is really, really strange. Tilly and Jandar, uh, you guys hear like a whispering like through the, the forest, and uh, you hear uh, like the, the voices kind of chiming out. It almost sounds like it's coming from different uh, uh, things. It says, We will wait for the master. The master throws the best parties. Yes, the best parties. You're hearing this, right, Jinder? You hear this now? I think so. I think I'm hearing this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, though. Really. I don't want to hear this, but... 
And those are the voices I heard from before. Yeah, whatever whatever that was, there's some shadowy forms surrounding the the pain chateau. But as you look through the darkness, you don't see anything. Both you know, both of you have dark vision, and you look, and Jandar. The a few moments pass, and uh, realization sort of like dawns on you, uh, and you think that there is a passage in the uh, uh, the dream journal that corresponds to something that uh, you've heard recently. Did you want to take a look? Yes. You grab out the dream journal and you go a couple pages in. On the second page, you do see the words thirsty and then teeth grinding up. However, on the third page, there's a passage. It says, the light of the stars, not the twinkle of radiance, but a billion hungry eyes watching and waiting for their time. Yep, I remember. I remember that. Is that what these creatures are? No, that's what... That's what. They're waiting for something? That's what Payne said. Maybe they're waiting for the thing to grow. So, those things had multiple joints and stuff, like almost like they were put together. They seemed uh, like when Tilly, uh, Tilly, when you saw the arm reach out, it didn't look like they were like, like not nothing like uh, blood ba- or uh, uh, Professor Von Dracovich's like, okay. you know, like experiments. It looked like it was genuinely this weird arm of a creature that had like yeah. multi, multi uh, socketed limbs. So, okay. it was an, so it was an arm, but it looked like it could almost like slither. Uh-huh. Looked weird and alien, almost aberrant. Oh, great. Aberrant. So the book that had those words in it, which was written... By Enya Everwinter. Yeah, and then just spoken to us by someone completely different. Yet these Mm. were her dreams. Those were the dreams she was having, and she was afflicted by something she saw deep under the earth. Something that Brutus Payne has referred to as Illinok, the teeth of gnashing desire. We need to figure out where she was. We need to find this. What about that shed? And you guys stop for a moment and you look up at the night sky and every single star twinkles at the same moment and it almost looks like everything in the night sky blinks and becomes just jet black and then becomes bright again. And that's where we're going to go ahead and pause today's session. Thank you for listening to Noobs and Dragons. This show is brought to you by listeners like you. If you wish to support the show, go to patreon.com slash gamezilla media. From there, you'll be able to gain excellent perks, like a behind-the-scenes show for Noobs and Dragons. We thank you for your patronage.